0: Tonight's message is just say yes. Um, caught me off guard talking to God. Wasn't even asking Him. I, said, I want you to talk about just say yes. Well, I'm intrigued. Let me, let me hear a little more. I want to know more about it. Nancy Reagan said just say no. Nike said, just do it. And God says, just say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read a little scripture and I could pass it around, but there are some specific... Well, does anybody have an NIV? Okay. One. Perfect. Not the name. Okay. Yeah, the old one is the one I want. Mm-hmm. Um, no good, huh? But I will read this one just because... or The, the first scripture. 1 Samuel fifteen twenty two um, This is kind of the foundation for what we're going to be talking about. So Samuel says the Lord has greater delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of the lamb of rams. And That heed, and if you look in the Strong's, is a primitive root that says to prick up the ears. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. So good. I, and they just created a picture in me of of not just obeying, but but listening with such excitement. Realizing that the Creator of the universe wants to communicate with me, and then He wants me to do something about it. He wants me to do what He shows me doing. Uh, in John 14:21, um, so it doesn't really matter the translation. John 14:21. If someone can get that, and if somebody else can. Pull up Luke eleven twenty-eight. That would be fabulous as well. I have Luke eleven twenty-eight. I think that'd be just fine. Go ahead and read it, and we'll go backwards. Yes, Jesus said, but God will bless all who listen to the word of God and carefully obey everything they hear. I'm going to pull it up in... Passion, um, but I, I, I wanted two verses there, or two versions there. Um, in the Passion, it said, yes, said Jesus, but God will bless all who listen to the word of God and carefully obey everything they hear. And then John 14, 21. I forgot my readers. Oh, no problem. So, I uh, I, if somebody wants to use them. NME. Oh okay. no! This one, the, the 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 version won't matter on fourteen twenty one. Sorry, it's only a little bit later. Um, Got two bibles in there. No, page. you're good. Um, I'll read it. Okay, perfect. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them, and show myself to them. Hear God, do what He says. You know, growing up, when I when I'd hear that, I'd hear, read your Bible and do what it says, uh, which is really great if you're deciding whether to commit adultery or to rob a bank or to. Kill somebody that you don't like, but it really didn't help so much in deciding. Do I wear the brown shoes or the red shoes? Do I wear the heavy coat or the light coat, or no coat? Um, and so my my uh, my mom apologized for this forty years later, but. As we were talking about earlier, she was, her mom died when she was seven and she was raised by some aunts that that um, were not very nurturing and um, didn't have children of their own. Um, so she really didn't have a lot of guidance on how to do much of anything. She just figured it out herself. and and raising her kids, she pretty well did the same thing. And um, she didn't go to early childhood education or development. Uh, So if something needed to be done, she'd say, Josh, take cricket and go do that. And I'd say, okay. And so, you know, a five-year-old walking, a a two-year-old or one-and-a-half-year-old, down to the store and back on a busy thoroughfare um, in rush hour. We just did it, and she told me, "If you ever don't know how to do something, just ask God and He'll show you." Well, I, don't know if I believed her, so we'd get somewhere, and I'd think, "Lord, can you show me how to do this?" He would even before I was born again he, he did um, after I was born again about a year later, uh, he then showed me how to not get spanked <laughs> obey <laughs> and but it's it's he communicates in different ways with, with each of us, and with me, it was just an impression or a knowing. Um, when I was young, but then i I came to a place where I needed more or wanted more and and in my quest for that, I continued to do what what. I'd been taught to do, but I didn't have a concept that I could talk to God and he could talk to me and I could understand him and we could have a conversation. My first year of medical school, I taught a Bible study for a group of med students. And as I was, Preparing, I was reading in John um, 11, where Jesus went to raise Lazarus from the dead. I'm just going to read a portion of it in the NIV uh, because that particular translation. it has the, the version or it has the, the oh, wrong version there we go um, it has the the verse that everyone memorizes early John eleven thirty five, shortest verse in the Bible Jesus wept um, but after and I believe that was travail but that's a side note in another day but he goes on to the tomb and he says, roll away the the stone. And they say he's going to stink. And and he says, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. And they took the stone away. And Jesus stopped and said one of the most remarkable things, uh, life-changing things. Um, one of those moments where it was it was a, a born again moment it was do you mean I can have that it, it was it was a healing moment you mean he really does that today that didn't that wasn't just first century stuff and it was it, there's a punctuation mark there's, there's a word in the in the the Greek that is not translated in English. It it is a punctuation mark or a period. And a lot of translators, most translators, are uncomfortable with that. And so they put and. But the NIV just makes it a punctuation mark. So they took away the stone and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I know that you always heard me or I knew that you always heard me, but I said this for the benefit of the people here, standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. He's not just talking to God. He's, he said it, God talked to him and he responded. And he said, I could do what he did. So that means I, I want that. I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. So I asked for it. And two months later, I met a girl. And we pushed each other pretty hard into God, both realizing, yeah, there's more there, there's more there tongues i remember reading about that but nobody ever told me about it and i know a lot of kids growing up baptist they said that's bad that's not god that's um but nobody nobody ever said anything about it to me god protected me because i probably would have picked up the mantle of yeah um <laughs> but i just didn't until i learned oh well i want that i want that and um, so 10 months after reading this in the NIV for the first time, because I didn't get it till that summer, because um, it was brand new back in 1982, um, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke in other tongues, and said, I, I want that. And he said, Okay. Another life changing moment. I wanted it. I asked him for it. He said, okay. But then there came some more responsibility along with that. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about some more today. Um, Matthew 7, I'll go ahead and just read it because it's faster. Uh, I know where I'm going. And ask and it shall be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be open which of you if your son asks for bread and will give him a stone if he asks for a fish will you give him a snake if you though you're evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him so in everything do to others what you would have them do, for this sums up the law and the prophets. In Matthew, or in the trans the the, the uh, passion translation. There's just a footnote. And so it says, ask, and it'll be given, and seek, and you'll find, and knock, and it'll be opened, and if you're persistent, every persistent seeker will discover discover what he longs for, and everyone who knocks persistently one day will open the door. And if if you're going to give your kids bread instead of rocks, and a fish instead of a snake, how much more ready is your heavenly father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask for him and and the passion that the nuance of gifts is to give his good spirit yeah Luke does that too yes he says, yeah. so he's he's going to give you the holy spirit he's going to speak to you he's going to answer you if you want now some of you are are some of you talk with God daily. You listen to God daily. You hear him. And when you need help, he says, turn left there. Or, or you know what? I really enjoyed how you handled that today. And others get impressions. And not not one is not better than the other. One is not worse than the other. But he speaks to you the way that you hear the way that you understand the way that you comprehend but if you want more ask if you want to converse with him ask but there's a reason that you want to hear more there's a reason that you want to know more because you want to go back to Luke eleven twenty eight. Listen carefully and obey. In John 14, mm-hmm. obey, and Jesus will manifest himself to you. Because it's not simply about the importance of obedience, that's the importance of giving God your yes. Yes, yes, because in doing that you're demonstrating your trust. You're demonstrating. It's Hebrews eleven six. You know you can't, you can't please God without faith, but simply coming to Him, is a demonstration of your faith. And when you come to Him, and. He does something, he says, do this, and you obey him, you're another step demonstrating your faith to your Father. Sure. Romans ten seventeen. Um uh, that's another one that I'm going to use a couple of different translations. Um Sorry, I should have had three different versions kind of lined up in various Bibles. And also, if I rock, you point up here, tell me I'm rocky. I When I sit in rocking chairs, I have a tendency to rock, and I realize that can be annoying to me. I don't know what it's worth. You are bothering me at all. Rock away. Rock, I was going <laughs> to rock away. Rock on. <laughs> rock on. I like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Um, I love this verse, I love what it says. I'm, I get irritated when it's abused. I saw a church bookstore one time that said, faith comes by hearing and hearing come by the tapes. <laughs> oh, no. But the word, word is rhema. And yes, I guess, you, I mean, it is a spoken word, but the implication is God spoke it to you. Therefore, it's revelation to you. Therefore, that revelation to you brings faith and faith. Then James says, faith about works is dead. So, when you hear it, he brings faith. When you obey, you walk by faith. We're going to skip a few things. And... I just want to show you the results of what happened with just a handful of people as they heard God in their everyday lives. Um, Some of their everyday lives were more exciting than mine, but some of them were not. Um, Jesus, in Acts chapter 1, got before large group of people, the people that saw him ascend into heaven, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom? And he said, it's not for me to know, or not for you to know. 40 days later, they were, they'd heard what he said and they obeyed God and they stayed in Jerusalem, they hung out, they prayed, and then all of a sudden, Acts 2 happened. And I could read the whole book of Acts 2, or old whole chapter of Acts 2 to you, but you know, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they went out and spoke in tongues and People heard the tongues in their own languages, and you could and I've heard people try to express that as well, he was praying in Spanish and he was praying in in Corinthian and he was praying in Thessalonians and thepalupians and <laughs> and but I just said they heard them they were all praying in the spirit or speaking in in other tongues that they didn't understand, and people heard them. Each heard him in his own language. That's not just the gift of tongues. That's a gift of, of interpretation, personal interpretation in your own language. That was the Holy Spirit acting, and that was just because they simply obeyed. The um, Acts chapter 9, Another one that was terrifying um, was Ananias. Ananias was minding his own business in Damascus. And the Lord said, Ananias, I'm here. And Ananias said, here I am, Lord. And God said, get up, go to the street called Straight, look in the house of Judas and ask for somebody named Saul of Tarsus. He's had a vision that a guy named Ananias is going to come to him. And Ananias said, isn't he the guy that's killing Christians? And God said, yeah, but I've talked to him. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he went to the street called Straight and talked with Paul of Tarsus, Saul of Tarsus, and we got half the New Testament. The explanation of grace and then the next chapter... An even cooler thing, at least, affects us a lot more than than the last one. In verses one through ten, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion that was of the the Italian regiment. He was a devout man. He wasn't wasn't a Jew, but he feared God. Taught his house to fear God. Was generous and prayed and God talked to him and said your generosity and your prayers have become a memorial to me and or to God because the angel went and talked to him and said send some guys so he did he'd never heard from God before he just did what he was told to do and Then just before they got to Peter's house, Peter got a dream three times that God told him to eat all the stuff that he'd been taught all his life not to eat because it's wrong, it's sin for centuries, for millennia. His people had been told, don't eat that. That's wrong. You're going to die or we're going to kill you if you eat it and yet it's no longer unclean to him. Hey, there's going to be a guy that comes to get you. So Peter went downstairs and said, okay. And he went and he talked to Cornelius and his family and they believed and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they prophesied and spoke with other tongues. And that opened the door for us because outside of that, they were just telling Jews. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful that he obeyed and that he obeyed mm-hmm. and that they obeyed because it, it's that's how we got access to be born again and filled with the Spirit and to receive healing, and lay hands on the sick, to love God and be loved by God. To be America. I mean, without that, without the unfilling of the Holy Spirit, without the imagination required to sail off into the ocean, not knowing what was on the other side, If there was anything on the other side and end up here eight hundred years ago, um, he opened the door for our lives. What I, what I challenge you to do, and again, this, this may be something you do 80 times a day, it may be something you've never done, but I, I challenge you to listen, to listen to God. Let Him talk to you the way that He does. Let Him talk to you the way that He wants to. Let Him talk to you with clarity. Let Him show you what to do. The best, the best way to encourage that is to say yes. Yes, Lord. Last week was a wonderful demonstration of that. We went out, we met people, we prayed for people, we looked around. We looked for people that, we, that God had shown us beforehand. We looked for descriptions and places that God gave us beforehand. And we did what he told us to do. For me, it was particularly hard. It was a little embarrassing. Because Karen and I went to the place that she had gotten. And I had, I, I, there was this a, a picture of a woman and her children. I have no idea what color hair or colors. There was just a look, an expression that I was looking for. I saw three different fathers and their children. <laughs> I saw a woman with her daughter, but not the woman with her children. I saw families, but not the woman with the children. And and But as we walked, he'd say, pray for them. And I prayed for them. And- I told Karen to that was Karen was gonna go talk to that woman that that had a spirit of suicide on her and he said, No, just pray for her. She can't handle. And so we prayed for people, but we didn't look at them. it. Was like, now we sent people out here <laughs> to tell them to pray for people, and we're not praying for somebody? Right. Okay. So when we're telling about this, I'm gonna say, yeah, I didn't pray for anybody. Right. Okay. Okay, I'm good with that. Helpful hints from Josh. When you're listening to God and he's telling you to do something. He doesn't tell you to say or act against his word. He will break down traditions. He will knock over sacred cows. He will tell you that it's okay to eat bacon. Thank you, Jesus. He will tell you that it is it is okay to go to a bar to minister to someone. He will tell you that it is okay to drink wine. And But he won't tell you to kill, he won't tell you to take another man's wife he may tell you to overthrow a country but he won't tell you to dishonor the king when you're listening to God, when you're obeying God stay connected to him in the spirit Um, we see we see in Scripture, Jesus would go out at 3 o'clock in the morning and pray uh, until after 6, and then he were, he would go out and pray all night, and then he would go and spend the day doing the things that God had said, that it, God had told him and shown him. But he was always connected. He was always connected to God. He always listened. He watched. Hear and see what he says, and then do it. But if you don't hear ask we're a house church for now I don't really like the connotation of the house church but uh, we're, we're a church that meets in the house we are Jesus house And one of the things that we told you last June was that we want everyone to be able to teach. We want everyone to be able to lead someone. be born again or in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We want everyone to be able to prophesy. God may or may not have given you any gifting to teach, but you don't really have to have much of a gift to do it when you listen to him and you say what he said to do. And the more you listen and say, the better at it you're going to be. I'd like to practice hearing tonight. I just want to invite the Holy Spirit into the room. Listen and watch. You can talk to him with your eyes open, with your eyes closed, whatever it is that he leads you to do. But I've asked him to talk to each of us. If he gives you something to say, say it. If he shows you something to do, do it. If he tells you to sit silently and listen and watch, then sit silently and listen and watch. But I want you to hear God, and I want you to say what he tells you to say and do what he tells you to do. I, this could be a really quick thing. This could last a long time. But you have liberty here. Because you're in a room of people that love you, that love you dearly. And the Holy Spirit is here. He's been here all afternoon and all evening, and he loves you dearly, and he wants to grow your relationship, he wants to grow you, and he wants, he just wants obedience.